You are now listening to Carly's Couch. I'm Carly. And I'm Lex. In this podcast, we discuss a wide array of topics about life and how to live your best life. Whatever that looks like for you. (laughs) Hope y'all enjoy. Today's episode is about building your self-care toolkit. If you already have a self-care practice, that's beautiful. But today's episode will help you build one that is consistent. It will help introduce you to things that you can do in the moment um, whenever you might need a coping mechanism or feel like you need some more self-care. But it will help you intentionally add some things to your self-care toolkit. Self-care is important. How have you been doing with that lately, Carly? Man, I've been good. Um, It's interesting because... I feel like my toolkit has been changing a lot. Um, And so the things that once worked uh, might not work or might not feel Mm -hmm, as good as they mm -hmm. did. So I've noticed that I'm getting back into meditation, um, but more silent meditations. I don't like guided anymore. And guided used to be like my bread and butter. So I'm just kind of, it's interesting, like kind of stepping back and seeing what works and how things feel. How's yours? My what? Your self-care. Oh, it's been great. Uh, Lately, a lot of things have been different that I've been doing, and I'm noticing a lot of different um, results and recognizing that there's more things to self-care and like what works for me and like just being okay with trying different things and letting certain things go. So um, I'm excited to talk about this today because, you know, I've just been doing new things that have really been working well. So I guess we can talk about what that looks like specifically for us in this episode. Absolutely. Um, But before we get started, we have another review. So thank y'all for listening, for tuning in with us every week um, and leaving reviews. If you have not, please leave us one on iTunes five stars, of course, um, with some thoughtful comments if you felt so led. But this review says, uh, shout out to MT Sooner, life on the couch, five stars. I love how you guys talk about practical ways to build in life. You're super relatable and I enjoy listening in. So thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. It's easy to be relatable when your life's all messed up. (laughs) (laughs) But I think one of our goals um, and values, as we talked about last week, is authenticity. Um, And with the vouch, that was one of the things that we thought about. And so I'm happy that it's coming across and also practical. Um, Mm -hmm. Self-care is something that I teach. Um, I teach workshops. I teach programs in schools to kids, to adults, to teachers. We talked about it a little bit whenever we did a workshop with the Navy. Like there's just so many things. But the actual definition of self-care is the intentional act of taking care of your mental, physical, and emotional health. Um, I think people so often associate self-care with luxury items like massages and spa things and going on vacation that they don't realize that self-care really is just intentionally taking care of yourself. Mm. Um, Yeah, and it can be just down-to-earth stuff. Like one thing recently, like I've kind of gotten more into just because a friend of mine gave me some, um, like all these products that she just had and like she wasn't using and a lot of them were like body products I was like oh yeah let me put you know some of this body scrub in my shower um and then I had some soaps or some like organic soaps that I had gotten from my trip in Seattle like a long time ago I got like two pounds it was like 500 bars of soaps anyway <laughs> so like after getting those I was like you know like let me just actually like take a shower shower because I kind of take fast showers like I just clean up and then I dip like I don't just sit in there thinking about life really um but it 
feels like different when I'm in there and it's like first I'll shower but then I'll get like the exfoliating stuff and like you know rub my knees and my elbows and like get that you know back of your neck and all that <laughs> extra stuff and then um also like have like a puma stone it's like well, shoot let me go ahead and like get the side of my toes and everything Please. and it's like oh okay like I don't really do all this all the time for myself but it like really felt good it felt like refreshing and you know like it feels good to be taking care of yourself um and when I was doing I kind of would think about like man I wonder how like the ancient Egyptians like they used to have all the oils and like you know the people bathe them and I wonder how that experience was and it's like it just in a simple act you know you can have the intention of like I'm gonna do a little bit more or you know I'm just I'm really doing this for myself right now and like enjoying it and it makes a difference I love that so much and the simple act of like taking a shower, something functional that we have to do and I hope y'all do and I hope y'all wash y'all's legs, but I'm pretty sure that everybody <laughs> listens to our podcast does. Um, but taking that extra I got a couple time, dirty ankles out there. <laughs> Dang, she got y'all dirty. Um, but even that extra time, right? Like if you weren't intentionally taking care of yourself, it could be seen as like you kind of wasting time. Like oh, I'm already clean. Like I don't really need to do this right now. Yeah, because then there are times where I'd be like, look at it like, yeah, I'm not going to do that today. Like, and that's like, let me just get out of here. Yeah, but people... <laughs> but when you do, it's like, all right, I'm in the space to do it. Absolutely. But self-care is everything from taking a little bit of extra time in the shower with body scrubs and things to, I remember we talked a long time ago about washing our face and spending a minute mm-hmm. just like rubbing the, the face wash in and t- really taking that time to therapy, to boundaries, to owning your own bullshit and being real with yourself and like what what energy you're bringing into spaces. There's so many things that um, self-care can be. And uh, the things we'll talk about today, I don't want to limit it, but I just want to emphasize that it doesn't look one way. Like there's not a one size fits all, like one pager for self-care. Like it's these things and it's this or it doesn't matter. And it doesn't have to include meditation or yoga. Like I think most people feel like quote unquote self-care does. And so kind of open your, I challenge you to open your mind and be open to like knowing that different practices work for different people, different things work at different times and you can pick and choose what works for you in this moment. But as you're listing things and talking about it, it's starting to actually kind of sound like self-care is everything that you're doing. I mean, if it's everything you're doing for yourself, like even we're talking about um, social learning, honest conversations, resting, nutrition, like dedicating yourself to learning. It's almost like, okay, self-care is really kind of going back into last week. If you know yourself, knowing your needs and making sure that you're taking care of all of those things that are in alignment. Absolutely. But intentionally. Um, and building them into your life is what I think today the difference is. It's like, not we're not here just to talk about self-care, but it's like, how can you build this mm-hmm. toolkit so that, you know... Know what works for you. Yeah, so that you know what works for you and so that you can try different things. And then on those days where you're feeling a little less full, like a little empty or a little down or whatever, like, what are some ways you can kind of bolster you know, your energy and fill yourself back up. But it really does come down to knowing yourself. So if you haven't listened to last Mm -hmm. week's episode on values and knowing yourself, please go back and listen to that. And then slang back over here for this episode. (laughs) Um, So what has your self-care journey looked like in specific regards to the types of tools you've used over the years? Absolutely. What has worked for you over the years? Man, um, infinite things. But to be direct, uh, working out started off as a self-care tool. I did it because I was sad. I didn't know what else to do. And I wasn't. When is that? When is that? Uh, I would probably say my intentional self-care journey started in 2012. So almost 10 years in this thing. Okay. So we're working out, um, doing yoga. Um, I started 
trying to meditate, but I'm going to be real. I didn't get serious about meditation until within the last couple years. Um, trying to eat healthier. So like learning how to cook and research more healthy and nutritious meals. And then also therapy. So when I first started, that is what it started. It was like therapy, working out, movement, like physical things with my body and like eating better. And then like reading and learning. Um, but over the years, I've added very intentionally journaling. Um, growth, like with my friends, like sharing resources so we can like talk about them together, like different books or different meditation styles or things and we can kind of just grow together. And um, creation. So I really like art and I like cooking and I like creating things. And so I've been more, a lot more intentional about that. And that's kind of been the bedrock of my self-care like journey. Um, I'm going to start in high school, which for me is like 2003. Uh, yeah. Oh, three? <laughs> three to seven. Um, and I recall that things that I would do then that I still do a little bit now, which is why I'm like, oh yeah, that was kind of like my way of coping with things or the way I did self-care, I would say in that time was if I was feeling some kind of way. So I would I would do, um, I would write. So I would kind of journal, I would write like poems. I would draw and I would do art um, when I was kind of feeling some kind of way or when I kind of wanted to express something. So I feel like that was probably kind of what I would say now looking back was like self-care for me at that time. Um, but then it got into unhealthy self-care, which I guess I don't know if that's that's not self-care anymore. But my comforting things was like um, self-harm or like taking a lot of pills and like things like that, but I would still write and do other things. But like, those were the things I would choose to do. Like when I felt mm -hmm. like I wanted to, which is weird, but like take care of myself or like deal with things. Um, but then it switched back out. I would say after college, I don't really remember or feel like I've had any intentional self care practices in like grad school, like college as much, or well, yeah, after college and grad school, um, I started to get into like vision boarding and I think getting into resources like podcasts. Um, that was a big thing that was a changer for me is like podcasts and the books that I read for self-care. Um, I'll probably say like around 2012 and to now. It's a really huge part of my toolkit now. Um, and then where I've gotten to in the last few years, couple of years, um, I would say was mindfulness meditation um, was something that I would do frequently enough in the last couple of years working out. Um, and then within the last six months to a year, um, I would say that it's transcendental meditation, journaling, chakra work and um, therapy and um, podcast slash like learning, reading, listening, um, and art and exploration. Mm -hmm. So those are the things. And then I guess I can also say um, physical self-care, like the masks and all those things. Like I'd be going crazy on Sundays, um, but that does feel good. Like, like that just chill time in the crib type stuff. Um, with a glass of wine or whatever. So uh, I feel like that's kind of 
what my focus has been now. And it's interesting that it can, I've gone from like, oh, I can think of a couple of things I would do to now it's like, I have all of these things. And then sometimes I have a day where it's like, I'm literally just doing all those things. Like even today, that's all I've done this far today is paint and read and like, you know, just do those types of things. So um, it gets me in a more kind of clearer, refreshed state so that now it's like, okay, uh, now I can get back to my kind of daily duties or like, you know, whatever my day-to-day kind of is. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing. And thank you also for talking about some of the like coping mechanisms and things that we do that make us feel better in the moment, but might not be actually caring for ourselves. Like I think one that I did was like food, like, man, I love food. And I remember I used to be sad and go get like uh, a cookie and coffee like that's mm-hmm. actually kind of still get coffee sometimes whenever I'm sad but um, like looking at our things and um, it's important to recognize that self-care is not just something you do when you're sad or when you're empty but if you have it built into your life in a way that keeps you full then you can just keep doing it um, and so I love that you know it's just kind of part of your everyday routine um, yeah and I think that's what has changed that you know, you kind of wait till something's going on to like think about help or what you can do or how to ease things. And now I feel like in general, I'm mostly always like in kind of a peaceful space and or like not too far away from that because it's just like, I don't know, ingrained into everything Mm -hmm. a little bit more. And it helps you better regulate it. Um, That way you're not going from burnout to overflowing to burnout to overflowing. It's It's kind of more like a more even place. And even when things happen now, it's like, okay, like I might focus a little more on doing some self-care, but then it's just a quicker, like kind of bouncing back into, you know, where I was. And this kind of spurred this idea of like a self-care toolkit. It kind of spurred from someone asked me why I do therapy. And in answering that question, um, I was like, you know, oh, like I I have all these self-care techniques, but, you know, therapists, they are studied and they're like kind of experts in a situation. So one, they give me like an unbiased sounding board um, and can see things sometimes that I can't see and help me see things. Um, And also they have a toolkit. Like they give me tools that I can use whenever I am having a bad day or whenever I get triggered or whenever I'm down on myself. And so I was like, oh man, it would be kind of cool if we had our, if if I had my own like self-care toolkit of like resources I can go to whenever I'm trying to fill my cup or whenever I need to feel refreshed or build different things in. Um, And it has led me to actually teach workshops. And so I I recently was teaching um, teachers and we were thinking about episode topics and I was like, man, you know, I just had a workshop with some teachers about how to take care of yourself Um, because people who are in professions where they are giving back to people all day, which if you think about it, it's pretty much almost any profession. I think teachers and like nurses and people in medical, it's a lot more obvious, but all of us like in having team members and people that work above us and under us, we're working with everybody every day. And it's not only the stress of your life that you end up suffering with, there's also like secondhand stressors. So things that happen in the world, things that happen to your family, to your friends, to your partner, to the people that you interact with on a daily basis where you're gathering all that stress. So it's important to make sure that you're able to come back to yourself. And so um, there are many different areas that you can like choose to do self-care, but I've kind of synthesized it down to a few to help you remember it. 
And it was inspired, my idea was inspired by Raquel Martin. She's a PhD and a licensed clinical psychologist and podcast host about uh, mental well-being. And I actually saw her on TikTok and then started doing research and went to her podcast and was like learning and stuff for her. So check her out. But my um, acronym for today, uh, whenever you're thinking about building your self-care toolkit is MIDS, M-M-I-D-S-S. And so the first one is mindfulness. Um, And mindfulness is anything to help you check in and bring yourself back to this present moment. That's all mindfulness is. You hear all these things about it, but I think mindfulness is where you should start with any self-care toolkit. Yeah, and I have incorporated a lot of mindfulness um, in the last couple of years and recognizing how much I'm in my head and how not present I am. Um, is when it's like, dang, like, why well, I got all these cuts on my legs? I'm always running into something from that to like just not listening when people are talking to me, type of thing. Um, really make me realize that mindfulness, I need to have a little bit more mindfulness, and, and that helps with self care because it keeps me from like rumination or like, you know, just like being in my own world sometimes. Um, so, some of the mindfulness techniques that I use even now a lot are is breath work, I would say the most. Um, and silent meditation slash my um, uh, transcendental meditation in which it's silent, but you're repeating your uh, sound over and over like in your mind. So that's the ones that I think are the best for me because at any time, like if I feel a little stress coming or, you know, I feel myself kind of getting off, I can really just kind of stop and just do some deep breaths and you can feel a big difference just from that. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Another type of meditation that is common is a body scan. And that's just physically sitting with yourself and like thinking about where you have tension in your body. And I literally just start at the top of my head, man, relax my forehead, release my jaw, relax my neck, you know, relax my shoulders. Just thinking about where your body is in space, Um, your spatial awareness and proprioception help you to bring yourself back into that present moment. Um, Another really popular form of guided meditations that you can find on Calm and Headspace and Insight Timer are guided where you're literally just listening to someone talk about anything, um, affirming you, maybe they're guiding your body scan. But if you're not sure where to start, guided is a great way to dip your toes into meditation. Um, Some other mindfulness activities are sound baths, where there's like singing bowls or sound bowls are played and the frequency is tuned to your chakras, um, which Lexi mentioned, and it helps you like to calm down or to relax or to open up um, whatever that is in the moment. And I took a mindfulness course at USC and I learned two really interesting things from there. Um, And the first one is to bring yourself back into any moment whenever you're feeling like really stuck in your head or like you're having a really hard time is to physically start looking at the things around you and start labeling stuff in front of you like, oh, brown couch, mirror, green plant, like looking at things because it's impossible for you to be stuck in your head when you're grounding yourself in the space. And then the last one I think is cool. Um, And I'm skimming over these, so please feel free to Google. If you have questions, reach out and let me know. But mindful eating is so cool. Um, When's the last time you actually savored your food or tasted chocolate? And you might be like, man, yesterday when I ate a whole bag of chocolate pretzels, it's like, no, mindful eating walks you through. And there's plenty of YouTube exercises like, well, they'll just walk you through like rediscovering what it's like to taste your food and to enjoy it and to be one with it. So anytime you're allowing yourself to be in the present. Um, But mindfulness, I think, is a great place to start for any self-care. 
Mm-hmm. The next one is next M in the acronym is for movement. It's so important to move your body. We get so much tension, stresses of life, the emotions of things that you're going through can really get like stuck within you and like feel like it's kind of actually in a different space. So when we talked about um, like a body scan, for example, and the tensions, a lot of time that's kind of our own stresses that's stuck in the body. And so movement helps you to be focused on other things as well as um, movement helps you to um, get your blood flowing, get your energy flowing, and also the chemicals in your brain. So it kind of can help you just feel better off of that as well. Um, I enjoy movement after I'm done, I would say. Um, I go to the gym now that we're back open. For the last couple of weeks now, I've been back Um, And I'll go to the gym on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays where we do a lot of different from core work to weights, um, cardio, and then on Tuesdays and Thursdays do boxing. So for me, um, those workouts are really good just because it feels good to like kind of get aggression out. It feels good to sweat. Um, And it kind of just feels good like feeling yourself get stronger, although I don't know what that has to do necessarily with like your emotions and all that. But um, also just kind of having a routine is good for like your own like kind of self-confidence moving forward too. So definitely working out boxing if you're a runner or walk or just getting around and walking when you have breaks from your work or if you need to just take a minute and go again be with being present, maybe just go for a walk around your building or whatever. It could be a form of self-care also. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, anything, dancing, yoga, stretching, not to elaborate, y'all know how to move your bodies. Um, and I challenge you to find things that you like, because if you don't like it, you're less likely to do it. And then you'll beat yourself up about not doing it. So just find some shit that you like. If you if you want to feel more sexy and more feminine, maybe you dance or go take a pole class or go take a heels class or something. There's free ones on YouTube also. But um, the last movement thing I kind of want to emphasize are soothing, like self-soothing techniques. Um, and it's like hugging yourself or kind of cradling yourself, maybe rubbing, like holding your hands together and rubbing your hands together, like just something to soothe yourself in the moment. We all have these things. You might not be aware of them. I was going to say, most people have that. I'll notice people who like, they rub their knee when mm-hmm. they are, when they're trying to feel away. Um, one thing I always notice about people when they're driving and people like go to a lane real quick, but they kind of know, like, I kind of shouldn't have did that. But as soon as they do it, they start like rubbing something or they like rub their face or something. Um, so it is kind of like a tell thing. There's, there's things that people do. Mm-hmm, absolutely. But <laughs> finding self-soothing things and those count also like making sure, you know, you're, you're comfortable and that you feel good. Um, the I in M M I D S S mids is identification. Um, and this is awareness, like getting to the root of what's going on and having a moment of awareness. And I challenge you to do this all the time, just so you're tuned in with yourself and how you're feeling and kind of what's going on. A big way to do this is journaling. Um, you can do morning pages, like in the artist's way, which is a book that challenges you to write like five pages every morning, or you can journal before you go to bed at night and have a gratitude journal. Um, but anytime you write, it really gives you a chance to figure out what's going on, um, and to check in with yourself. Yeah. And then it's always interesting to journal and then go back to that later. And you're sometimes like, Ugh. or you're like, oh yeah, that was a good point I had. So you know, it's also interesting to note that, you know, each day we may be kind of in a different space or that, you know, whatever you're kind of working through isn't always linear and you can see these ups and downs. And it kind of just puts life into perspective also that like, hey, there's a lot of these days I was like really awesome. Some days I weren't that awesome, but, 
you know, you can see all of it and you're never like stuck in one place or the other. Um, also talking to yourself and talking to others uh, about what you're feeling and thinking. Um, I think it's important to talk to yourself if you can question and challenge yourself on like your real motives for things, on like what you really feel about things. Um, but then talking to other people is good because a lot of times they can help you identify things that you know may seem obvious, but you're just too close to um, that. Or in talking to others, you realize, oh, you're dealing with this too. And or... Uh, other people are, or um, or that what you do is totally random. Like my friends make fun of me all the time because they're like, like when I talk to them, I'm like oh I didn't realize nobody else like thinks like this, and they're like no, <laughs> like you're different, <laughs> weird. Um, it's like oh all right, whatever. But you know, there's certain things I would never know were like special about me until you know you talk about it with other people. So it's very informative you know you live in your body and yet to talk to people and even to explore within yourself can always help you to learn more you are very special and different in the best of ways <laughs> um but that's the i the identification identification i can't talk the identification is really anything that allows you to identify your thoughts and emotions so how you're feeling what you're thinking and giving yourself time to question to get to the roots um the next one is probably everybody's favorite type of self-care um and it's distractors <laughs> something to give you distance from whatever emotions or thoughts or situation is happening in the moment just to give yourself some space um and allow your mind to be somewhere else and that's like anything from netflix to uh writing could be something or music um, also art. So I would say I usually do that, whether I will draw or paint something um, or messing around with music. Even I think maybe listening to music can also be self-care, listening to music um, and or making it, playing games, um, just anything that you're doing to distract. Um, probably social media could count there too. Although I think there is kind of a thin line between the distractors and that being self-care or procrastination. Um, depending on what's going on with you. So be careful about that. Um, and that it's it's only a distraction if you did not have it planned. So distraction is not the opposite of being focused. It's the opposite of action. And so if you are saying like, oh, at this time, I'm just going to chill. I'm going to watch a movie or I'm about to be on social media for 30 minutes. Then doing that is not a distraction. But if you have planned that, I'm going to work on this proposal right now, but then you're like, you know what, forget this. I'm going to just, I'm going to draw for self-care. Then that's probably procrastination and that's a distraction in more of a negative way. So keep in mind too, with all of these self-care techniques, think about it being a part of your schedule intentionally and, or that you're like, you know, going into it, not as a way to get away from other things. Absolutely. And I really like that. And I love that. I don't know where I read that, but I just read that too about the distraction being the opposite of action. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, shout out to synchronicity on that. Um, the first S in Miz is sunshine. And I mean this encapsulating anything in nature, not just sun. So some of these things can be done at night also, but go get some sun or moon. Um, if that's sitting out on your balcony, if that's walking around the block, um, if that is going to the park to go read and just lay out on a blanket for a little bit and focus and kind of ground, something that I like to do is to like actually physically ground. So like putting my feet in grass um, or like 
just spending time actually in nature, like walking through gardens or doing things like that. LA has a bunch of beautiful parks, so we're blessed to be able to do those things. But I think anytime you can get out in nature, you can feel the peaceful vibrations of the stuff going on around you and just allow yourself to be present. And I think one of the most important parts of this category of self-care is that when you are in nature and when you are outside, it also helps you to realize how unimportant you are and how little you are and how much is around you, how much is, you know, created and, and so interesting in nature. And like, it's just so powerful, like all, you know, all the trees and just all of that. And so it's good for just also kind of giving you the awareness of like, oh, okay, like I'm here, um, and not really having anything to really be worried about. Yeah, which I love. So go hug some trees. Um, the last one, is, the last S is support system. Um, and I know we mentioned talking to someone to find the root of things, but I mean support system and reaching out to people who hold brave spaces for you um, and people that you trust. And this can be friends, family, your therapist. Um, and it can even be community groups for sharing and support, depending on like what you're going through, like going to AA or a codependence anonymous or some type of group therapy session. But anything where you can feel supported and know that you're not alone um, is huge for self-care. Mm-hmm. And therapy is important. We've mentioned this a few times, but having a, a therapist is cool because you shouldn't have to feel like you have to hold anything back necessarily because they're not somebody who's there to judge you. And so sometimes it may feel like, even if it's like a close friend or family, you know, it's always kind of like that little sense of sometimes we judge familiar people um, or we kind of have some, don't know the right things to say all the time um, or don't really understand how to connect certain dots or assess like a professional would. And so that's what I think makes a therapist so important. Absolutely. So those are your mids. So M-M-I-D-S, mindfulness, movement, identification, distractors, sunshine, and support system. And these are all things that can be built into your routine. So to help you better regulate your life on a... um, like on a scale consistently, but also if you find yourself getting overwhelmed or starting to ruminate or falling down a rabbit hole, these are also things that you can use to pull yourself out in that moment. Um, But it's important to have consistency so that you can build stress resiliency and help yourself deal with life better. Um, And I had a couple of key things to remember whenever you are practicing self-care. And the first one is that there is no wrong way to love on yourself. And earlier we both talked about exploration and exploring different methods of self-care and different types of things because there's no wrong way to love on you and you have to try things in order to figure out kind of what works for you. And you have to give yourself space and grace. So be your own friend. Um, Self-care is kind of about being your own best friend, taking care of yourself, doing what you need to do. And so remember to be talking to yourself or giving yourself the grace that you would to somebody else if, you know, they were going through a hard time and or, um, maybe not taking the time for self-care, missed something, you said you were going to meditate and you didn't, whatever it is, like, you know, give yourself the space, but notice how you do feel when you don't do the things versus when you do um, and try to be more aligned with that. Absolutely. Treat yourself like you would somebody that you love. Therapist says that to me all the time. Um, And the last two just little reminders are like knowing that your toolkit might change over time and then keep trying things. Um, And man, if you have like different practices that we didn't mention, please hit us on Carly's couch, share with us. I'm always trying to add different stuff to my magic bag um, of tricks and just seeing what I enjoy and love. 
Yeah, there's so many different things. Like, and and the more I read, listen to podcasts, whatever. Anytime you get a little key from somebody of something that they do, I tend to try different things, and just whatever sticks sticks. And sometimes things are good for a season, and then you're like, oh, okay, like you're kind of off it. And then as you're growing and changing, you know, different things are more helpful. So you know, just always being open, more open to what's effective and not just what's familiar. Absolutely. Um, so those are our tips to creating a self-care toolkit for yourself. Like I said, hit us, let us know what some of your practices are, what are some new things that you're going to try. And then this week we have a shout out and it's right in line with self-care. So shout out to the Mental Motel founded by Torian Nixon, a former NFL player, fashion designer, artist, chef in the making. I mean, he pretty much does it all, but um, he wanted to start this movement to destigmatize mental health and encourage a community of self-love and self-care. When he was in the NFL, he realized that people don't really give a F about people's mental health, and he didn't feel supported, and it wasn't until he quit um, that he started his own journey. So he wanted to create a space for everybody to be able to share their stories and hear other people's stories and know that they're supported. So they have a podcast and a merch shop and other stuff. So check them out. Um, I'll link them in the show notes, but it's at thementalmotel.com and at thementalmotel on Instagram. Is that the name of the podcast or like the community? It's both. Oh, it's okay. all of it because his idea is like whenever you go to the mental motel, you're checking in, mm-hmm. and so like That's letting cool. people know. Like, and so it's like, oh, this week checking in is, and um, he are he just dropped his first episode, but then his second one is like this chef from New York City. So he has like all kinds of people, all kinds of cool people on there, like telling their stories. Mm-hmm. That is cool. Um, shout out to that. I have to check that out and see what it looks like. Um, and then our question of the week this week for our listeners and for us, Carly, is there something that you're still trying to prove to yourself? Man, um, yes. So as much as I would like to be like, no, I'm good. I'm not trying to do anything. Um, I'm still trying to prove to myself that I'm worthy and that I can do all these things, even though I inherently know that I am worthy and that I logically can do all of these things. I still notice like whenever I'm trying to do something instead of just like being it. Um, And so those are my two. I'm kind of sitting with that this week and chewing on it. What about you? Worthy. And what's the second one? Um, that I can do it. Like all these things, like all these big dreams that I have that like I can do them. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to prove it to myself, not mm-hmm. necessarily. Yeah. So, um, something that I'm still trying to prove to myself. Uh, well, the first thing I think of is probably not a good thing though. Um, but maybe I could just talk it out and dive into it. Um, <laughs> uh, something I think I'm still trying to prove to myself is that, I'm in control or that I can control things, but perhaps I should not be trying to prove that. And that's probably the stress. Um, so that might be a different direction. That you can control things? Do you want to elaborate? Mm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to prove to myself that I can control things like situations and people and mm and what's going on. Sometimes when you're the type of person who's always like trying to read up stuff and learn stuff, it's like almost like you're trying to still like manipulate situations or mold things to happen Mm. a certain way. Um, But that I don't think that that's something I should be trying to prove to myself. Um, And that really that focus should probably just be on... um, just controlling what I can do, which I do do a lot of as well. So maybe less focus on that. Yeah. 
So whether for you that's something where you're like, oh, maybe I'm trying to prove this to myself and I shouldn't. Because even with what you said, it's like, okay, cool, but maybe you probably shouldn't. Exactly. Um, or if it's something that you do continue, like, all right, I can prove it to myself that I can, you know, be consistent. go to the gym mm-hmm. or do whatever, then that could work that way as well. But um, think about what that means for you. Like, what are you trying to prove to yourself and what you think that might mean and what that looks like if that should be something that you do prove to yourself. And hit us and let us know and share this episode with somebody um, who could also stand to garnish their, or garnish, embellish, build up their Mm self-care toolkit. How about that? Um, And a little parsley on it. Oh, God. (laughs) No. All right. (laughs) Bye, y'all. Bye. Take care of yourself this week.